Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And today we are going to be talking about the maned wolf. So the maned wolf has a few different names that it goes by. Uh, There is the skunk wolf. Uh, We'll get into why it might be called that. The red maned wolf due to the color of it. The golden dog. And then locally, it is also known as the Aguara Guazu, meaning large fox in the Guarani language. And we'll talk about like where it's from and what language that might be. And then, uh, so it's Aguara Guazu, and Guara and Aguara originated from Tupi Guarani Agora, which means by the fuzz. So they are found in South America. Um, they're in a couple countries such as Argentina, um, Bolivia, Brazil, Paraguay, and Peru. Um, and they like habitats such as savannas, grasslands, marshes, wetlands. And this is known as a cerrado, which is actually the largest biome of South America. And then as for what they look like, you kind of get an idea of their color based on some of the nicknames. So they're called the red-maned wolf or the golden dog. Their their color tends to be like a red, gold, orangish kind of color. Um, they almost look like foxes on stilts. Uh, they have very, very long legs. So they're three feet at the shoulder, and that it is just all leg. It is very silly to look at. I think it almost looks like a deer dog. Um, so that's to get an idea of what they look like. The, so color-wise, think almost like a fox sort of thing. And then they usually have a dark stripe that goes down their back as well. And then, so like I said, they're three feet at the shoulder, and then they usually weigh about 50 pounds somewhere around there. And then other physical characteristics that it has. So it is called the maned wolf because it has a very thick mane. It's nothing crazy like a lion's, but it is it is pretty prominent on them, and hence the name for it. And then the long legs, the reason they are so tall and have the long legs is because of the uh, biome that they inhabit. So one of the main places they inhabit is grasslands, where the grass can get pretty tall. So the maned wolf has to be able to see over it. So they have the long legs and are a little bit taller than your... Uh, normal animals around that area. And some other noticeable characteristics is that they have a relatively short snout uh, for their head size, um, but they also have some oversized ears as well, uh, which comes into play with their hearing and hunting, which we'll get into a little bit more. So it is called the uh, a wolf, and like we said, it also looks closely uh, similar to a fox. It actually is not relative to the foxes or wolves at all. They are actually the only species in its family, so they are a very unique creature. They just happen to uh, look more like foxes and have the name wolf. So moving along to what it eats, uh, weirdly enough, they are actually omnivores, um, and a main part of their diet is fruits and vegetables. And there's a special fruit called lobera, which actually means fruit of the wolf. That's a small tomato-like berry um, that makes up pretty much 50% of the wolf's diet. 
And then along with that, they'll also eat uh, smaller mammals like rodents, rabbits, insects. Um, they've even been seen jumping out of the air and eating birds. So just things smaller like that. So like I said, they do have pretty large ears uh, and that comes into play when hunting. So with their long legs standing above the grass and their ears, they'll listen out for prey animals uh, scurrying around in the grass. And when they find one, they'll like tap the ground to kind of flush out the prey and flush to them and then pounce on them to catch it. They may also dig for animals that bury, uh, burrow in the ground. Um, and they are pretty solitary hunters and they usually uh, hunt between sundown and midnight. And what eats it uh, pretty much is just the larger predators in the area. So things like pumas and uh, larger domestic dogs are really its only natural predators. And then as for mating and reproduction for the maned wolf, the mating season is actually very, very small. It's approximately five days. Uh, it's when the females enter estrus, so when they're able to get pregnant. And the males actually only produce sperm during the breeding season. They don't produce sperm any other time of the year. Uh, and then the peak breeding in the wild is between April and June. And uh, vocalizations and scent marking will increase before mating. And most of the information that we have on the maned wolf breeding has come from study of maned wolves that are uh, in human care. So they found that the average number or the mean number of pups is two is two point five. Uh, with they can have anywhere from one to five pups, and they are typically pregnant for about sixty five days, so about two months, and they are born with black fur, and they become that red color after about ten weeks. So the females are actually responsible for raising the pups, uh, but there's some evidence that in the wild and in captivity, the male will provide food to the pups and to the mother as well. So the pups will nurse for about four weeks, and then after that, the mother will start uh, introducing regurgitated food, and then the pups will leave at about one year of age. And it's pretty unknown how long they live in the wild, uh, but in human care and in captivity, their life expectancy is anywhere from six years um, to up to 12 to 15 years at most. And then when it comes to family society behavior, as Julia mentioned earlier, they are solitary hunters, but uh, the main wolves will live in monogamous pairs and they share about a 10 square mile territory with their partner. And then we mentioned earlier that one of the nicknames for the maned wolf is a skunk dog. And that is because one of its ways of communicating is powerful smelling urine and feces, which has been said to smell like skunks. So they will use this uh, marking really to communicate their hunting paths or places where they have buried their hunted prey. And this is both male and female have the, uh, the strong scented urine and feces. And then what I think is the coolest fact about them, it's actually what uh, had me stumble upon the maned wolves before, is the sounds they make. So they do not howl, uh, unlike other wolves, uh, but they instead emit loud barks, and they've actually been called like roar barks. They are extremely loud and can carry over very long distances, and it is a pretty terrifying sound to hear. I really recommend you look up a maned wolf's bark or roar, whatever uh, you might want to call it. So the population size for the main wolf, the IUCN lists them as near threatened, um, which is the second from the lowest step. So it goes least concerned and then near threatened. Um, but Brazil and the U.S. both list them as endangered. So, you know, we're not really sure what it is. It might be in certain areas. Their numbers are low. Um, but again, we're not exactly sure uh, how their population is. So right now, uh, their largest population is actually in Brazil, where they're estimated that there's about 20,000. And then outside of Brazil, there's only about 5,000. 
The main threat to the Maine wolves is uh, habitat destruction and loss, um, mostly due to, you know, uh, new civilizations really being developed. So highways and houses and new buildings being built. It's just uh, creating a smaller and smaller habitat for the Maine wolf to live in. And Julia mentioned earlier that it's the Cerrado that they inhabit in South America, and it was the largest biome in South America. And it's actually been reduced to 20% of its original size due to habitat destruction. And there is some instances where maned wolves are killed for their body parts. Uh, Some people believe that their body parts have magical properties. Um, I know one of them is that they will kill them for their ears because they believe that their large ears are lucky. And then as for conservation, there's actually the Maned Wolf Species Survival Plan, uh, which a bunch of different organizations and whatnot will work with. To, that includes uh, breeding programs and studying them to help protect them and educate people on the Maned Wolf. So because of the size of the Maned Wolf, it is actually the largest canid of South America. So it's the largest like canine dog in South America. So kind of a uh, funny fun fact that I have is we mentioned earlier that they have a very uh, smelly urine um, that said it can be smelled like skunk or even cannabis. So at the Rotterdam Zoo, the smell of their pee once set the police on a hunt for people that were illegally smoking cannabis um, for them only to find out that it was actually the urine of the maned wolf. Another fun fact is that they actually have a symbiotic relationship with leafcutter ants. So the maned wolves will actually defecate um, on or near the nest of these ants. And then the ants will use the dung to fertilize their fungus gardens. But then they will also discard the seeds that were in the uh, maned wolf's uh, feces. And these seeds will spread around and they will actually begin to grow better and have a higher germination rate for the seeds. And that pretty much wraps up everything we have on the maned wolf. Uh, It's a very interesting animal. It's one of my favorite animals. And like I said earlier, I really recommend looking up their uh, bark that they have. It is a pretty uh, interesting, scary sound. Uh, Be sure to tune in next week where we're going to be talking about the beluga whale. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.